My name is Dave. And my name's Craig. And this is No More Sages. you should drag out your musty old PC systems. It is Mad TV time. Craig, this is your pick, so you get the honor of doing the stats. Uh, yeah, so it was developed and published by Rainbow Arts, um, who we've come across in the past in certain games, I think. Uh, released on Amiga, DOS and Atari, and it was released in 1991, so this is one 1991 game of the year. No, no, sorry, it's not... No, no, not on our no, game of the that's year. That's the wrong way no, to say that. It's the game of that year. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this approach, we pick one game from each year to look at how games have kind of evolved uh, through the years. Uh, we start with 1987, mm-hmm. and uh, right now we are on episode yeah. four. So, hooray! All right. Mad TV. Uh, this is one of those games that pushed the boundaries <laughs> of friendship between. I mean, Craig, I like to think this is him punishing me for Little Nemo. Uh, so, Craig, why did you pick this game? And what did you play uh, on? I, I just played it on one of those, you know, like a DOS box emulatory type thing on the internet. It's all very pleasant because you can run entire operating systems on your web browser. and Oh, so like Internet Archive. Yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. I think it's like, oh, I can't even, good old, not good old games. That's the other website. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, I played it on there. But it was the DOS version of that, so it had a nice wee loading screen, and it loaded up DOS, and then it loaded up Mad TV. It was great. Um, played it on that with a touchpad, which is not the same as a mouse. No, especially. sir. Especially for some of uh, us. Reasons why? Um, why? Why? Uh, just what was most accessible. I seem to be doing that for more and more of these games, is Googling, you know, like, Mad TV, MS-DOS play online and just see if I can get something that isn't infested with malware. Or if it is, consider it a bonus minigame to bust all those viruses. Yeah, yeah. Um, I meant, why did you pick Mad TV? Oh, why? Like, do you have history with this? Um, oh, right. No, what, no, no, no history at all. No, nothing at all. This was, this was a 1991 games type thing where I just typed that into Google. 1991 games. And I'm looking through, looking through. I've got no affiliation with Mad TV whatsoever. Like, n- nothing at all. But I saw the tiny wee Rainbow Arts logo at the bottom. And that unlocked something for me. So I ended up thinking, you know what? Let's play that. All right. I uh, I played it on my Raspberry Pi. Had to hook up a mouse and keyboard to it. And then spend four mm-hmm. and a half hours trying to wrangle an Amiga emulator to work. I've never used an Amiga emulator before, and I have zero idea of how to work any operating system outside of Windows 95 through 98. Um, That's about it. So this was a fun little frustrating journey. Now, uh, Craig, I want you to imagine you worked four hours to play Mm -hmm. this game because it took me that long to get this stupid emulator up and running. I should have just typed into Google, Man TV, Uh MS-DOS, and done it that way. I yeah. learned this for future reference. 
it's definitely something that you need to learn to do because it's just convenient these days. It's much like, you know, the days of having folders full of films and books and everything that you've got. The MP3s, you just go to Spotify or you go to Netflix or whatever. It's, it's that kind of thing. It turns out, yeah, uh, or you'll just pay $4 for it because that's way easier than trying yeah. to find it that won't kill your computer. Uh, I yeah, have no history yeah. with Mad TV other than the TV show featuring Will Sasso. Um, that That's about it. Um, Mad is not a brand that I identify with because it's definitely before my time. It's like my dad's time and a little bit after. Uh, what about you? Is Mad TV like a, or, sorry, just Mad, a presence over there? No, not in the slightest. Which it's what I was going to ask you because it's Mad TV, but according to Wikipedia, it was only ever released in Europe, and I don't, I can't, I can't figure out why because it certainly was. I, I know it's it's released here, and you can when you load it up, you can pick English or German, and I'm wondering whether it's got a massive German following that, Maybe that we're not aware of. There is also the chance that Mad in Mad TV is not the actual license Mad. Hmm. Yeah. Because I didn't notice any branding at all. I wish I would have paid attention to the copyright scroll in the beginning, but I didn't. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is even like licensed or just in the uh, British English use of the word mad. As in yeah. crazy, not angry. Okay. So why don't you tell people what this game is and then we can get started talking about it. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's your usual standard businessy simulator type things so think of things like game dev story or something like that a bit of that mixed with something like tiny towers which is kind of like building you know like locations and different levels yeah like sim towers yes like sim tower so and you're there uh you're trying to win over some lady for some reason i don't even know what but in order to do that you have to become a hit tv producer so your boss Send, gives you an office and then sets you to work. You've got a computer. It's point and clickiness. So you click your computer and you can see a grid or a, a programming schedule for that evening. And then that's where the management comes in. So it's about picking which TV programs and which films and which adverts run and all of that kind all of stuff. All having cheeky names, of course. Oh, yeah. Cheeky names, hilarious descriptions, you know, like all, all that's in there. And you can explore the building, speak to other people. So if you go to a certain person, you can pick up a heap of films that all have their own stats. So the films have things like uh, if they're current or how many times they've been viewed. If if you keep on showing the same film, film you'll lose viewers and so on. And the whole premise is you've got to become the number one producer in the building. So the building is full of other producers who you're up against. And they sometimes use the lift, which is really annoying. Always in the lift when you need it the most. Yep, yep. Uh, that That's pretty much the whole game. It's all about that, it, gathering inventory and then managing that. The, the other interesting, different mechanic is in advertising, you've got uh, actual contracts. So you've, you've got to run an advert five times over two days, only showing it with nature shows. or so, I'm making that up, but there's strict rules that you've got to follow to get the revenue from advertising. So it's it's tricky. It becomes a bit puzzly and a bit cool. 
Uh, yeah, like, uh, I guess if you're unfamiliar with this game, the best I can equate it to is, and I may get the names wrong here because I was not exactly in, like, the Spectrum or Amstrad scene. There's, like, uh, an old game called Rock Band where you manage a band and you need to come up with, with uh, song titles and, and things like that. It's kind of like that. I'm not going to lie, Craig. The moment I saw this screen, I just... <laughs> um, I, I, this was very much the, all right, if I take 10 minutes to hit new game, that means I only have to play for 20 minutes. And if I take 10 minutes putting my name in, I only need to play for 10. Uh, this was very much a, what's the opposite of a labor of love? Uh, a forced labor? Forced labor, yeah. Yeah, this, um, this was very much one of those for me. Yeah. On your gut, how, how do you feel about this game? Before we talk uh, about specifics. I, I found it vaguely interesting, but I, in the end, I eventually went to my boss and told him I quit just to see what happened, and he throws you out of the window and you die. You explode <laughs> in a bloody mess. <laughs> well, I mean, at least that's realistic. You know, I mean, in the 90s, yeah. producers falling out of skyscrapers like nothing else. Yeah. I used to, I used to get, like, Game Dev Story was a big one for me. I used to be so obsessed with that and and get it right and then tiny tower and all these management things the fallout shelter came out it was like i'm gonna play that i love that oh, kind yeah. of game but it's kind of i get bored quite easily if it the ip or the theming isn't right up my street and this just it was this just felt generic blah a lot well, of the time so that that's what i thought too like first off uh anybody who is younger than we are uh, good luck understanding a TV programming block and how they used to work. Um, but the theming here, like, like there is cool animation. There, there's fun, like, caricatures and things like that that kind of catch your eye. But this is pretty much spreadsheet the game. And it's not a very fun spreadsheet for me, personally. Like, I've, I've never... Well, it may be fun to be like, oh, hey, I wonder what it'd be like to be a game dev or a prison architect or, you know, a bunch of those different things. I've never mm -hmm. once wondered, hey, what if I could program a That's schedule? Cool. Yeah. Um, there is actually, like, the interesting... Uh, well, no. Yeah, the other interesting type bit is this is run and running and not real time but a, a version of time where you start at 5pm and you've only got that first hour which is maybe f 5 minutes or something I don't know, to actually program everything in and then as the time ticks on your program at 6 could start but you still might not have programmed in 8 o'clock and you can see the TV at the bottom left so you're watching an analogue of what you've put on there and at the bottom right, you've got a camera into a family that are watching it and they can get bored or happy or excited. I kind of liked that bit of it because it felt like you had to do more than just crunch numbers. Like there was Yeah, it did show element. a kind of direct reaction to what you're yeah. doing so you have a little bit of satisfaction if you do well. But yeah, that is a it, terrible way to run a TV station. I, I do want to oh, say that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it really is. Nobody should do that. Uh, okay, so... There is the question, and this is a subjective question because, well, it's based on humor, right? Like, we have fairly common senses of humor, but we diverge. Uh, so, was this, were the jokes worth the time reading it for you? No. Okay. No, no. Right. no. Uh, yeah, it's like, ah, uh, like, nah. these are bad uncle jokes. They're not even bad dad jokes. They're like yeah. that weird uncle. Um, But this was, to me, a good lesson in... 
how important theming is, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that this this clicked for super hard. Maybe not, because it didn't sell very well. I'm not sure. But if this was anything else, almost, if this was like, you're a space commander and you manage a spaceport, uh, if this was, you're in an old west town and um, this is your saloon, yeah, anything, might be have been more interesting to me than running a TV station. Yeah, it's a bit like, it's the same kind of feeling I get with things like Farming Simulator. I'm like, really? Farming? Oh yeah, Euro <laughs> Truck Simulator. Yeah, I don't I don't quite understand. I understand the train thing because I have met train people. And uh-huh. train people there, love trains. Yeah, there, there might just be truck people and lawnmower simulator. There might be lawnmower Well, they're people. called farmers, Craig. Yeah, that's true. But I, I would imagine... See... Oh god. And you... I was just going to say, they'll be too busy farming. That's to actually... I was going to say the exact same thing. They're not yeah. going to go, wow, that was a good 12 hours of work. Let's go play some farm simulator. Uh, I don't see that happening. So, yeah, it, it is a, a super weird niche. And, I mean, it is interesting that even from, I want to say the early 80s was like, the like 85, I think, was like the first time I, I've seen one this early. The structure hasn't really changed all that much at all. Like, you could almost slot Game Dev Story into this. Sorry to keep using Game Dev Story, but it's probably yeah. the most universal at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, uh, completely not. It, of all the things that you could say about it, it seems to have built a, or used the formula that has stood the test of time. So despite the fact that it's an old... It's 1991 and it's a TV studio, the actual core mechanics are still pretty viable. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's pretty cool that a single formula with tweaks here and there has made it that long. Um, I don't find them very fun. Any of them. I, I don't think I've clicked with any of them. Even like, you know, when I was a kid and it's like, hey, Wall Street kid, that sounds fun. Oh, oh, it's one of these. It just, nah. Same with like, um, I don't know, did you ever get into like the football managers or the baseball managers? No, don't like them. Don't like sport, sport managers, nope. So, this is more personal for me and you, but I'm curious. We both enjoy a good spreadsheet. Um, yes. We enjoy crunching numbers, things like that. For video games, why don't we like these? Is it because, for me, I think, I might have it narrowed down to, there's not enough instant feedback on things you do. And it's not something like Civ, where you're like, oh, I'm watching the Coliseum get built in 40 turns. It's just... Ah, maybe this will work. Yeah, I think that's the big thing that you've got here. Like, say, number crunching, when you talk about something like Darkest Dungeon and your proper number crunch and your stats, you get instant gratification on whether it's worked or not. And if it hasn't worked, your character dies and you live and learn. But it never feels like you're just blindfolded throwing darts at a dartboard. Whereas with this and things like Game Dev Story... It, there's a hit or miss element to it, and that isn't satisfying. Grinding your way through the game to figure out that that game title with that game theme with that game is what will sell well. It's the same with this. You have to just see what works and see what doesn't. And I suppose it's it's more realistic if some a TV producer somewhere is looking at the stats of viewers and going, oh, more people watched Top Gun, so we'll put on more plain films or something like yeah. you know like 
it feels more realistic, but it's, it doesn't make a good game. No, yeah, I, I agree. Like, like the moment you said, like crunching numbers for Darkest Dungeon, yeah, it's something unlocked there, right? Because I think there's also what you're crunching the numbers for is super important, and crunching the numbers to beat a boss or to make your Pokemon stronger, be like, okay, so I need more. You know, I'll, I'll gene splice with this Pokemon to make this strong. Yeah, that's kind of fun because it also gives you an advantage that you wouldn't have if you didn't do it. In this, like you said, it really is, unless there's, unless I guess you dive like super deep into game mechanics of it and like, oh, okay, I know how this algorithm works now. And in that case, then I would ask, what's the point of playing? Yeah, if you know exactly what TV shows to put where... Like, I did do a good run, and I, I was getting good viewers, and I had, like... It opened up with a series. It was, like, an educational program or whatever, or a David Attenborough-type thing. And then there was a... a um, oh, what do you call it? An episode, an episode of something. And then at 8 o'clock every night, I had a film. So it was a different film every night. And then at 11 o'clock, I would have episode 2 of whatever was on earlier. And it worked well, but then I found myself just doing that exact same thing every single night, and that was when I went to the boss and told him I quit. <laughs> just like a real life producer would. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is kind of on the shorter side, but uh, if you do like these kind of games, I'd be super curious to see what people think of, like, no, guys, you're missing the point of this. I'd be super curious to see if that's the case. Because I'm always willing to give something another shot. Not Mad TV, mind you, but something else. Um, so, yeah, if you do, if you've unlocked some kind of Zen kernel of these kind of games, uh, do hit us up. That would be super cool to hear from people. Other than that, Craig, all right, we have what kernel of wisdom can we pull from this? Arguably not bad, but also not great. This, this is middleware? Like, using the term incorrectly <laughs> it's just yeah it's there yeah yeah it, it, it's there it's there i would have maybe uh it was nice to as i said earlier it was nice to see that sometimes an old game just works in the way it works and i imagine there'll be more like like an old command and conquer works because command, the formula for command and conquer works you know like that kind of thing um so it's nice to play an older thing that just reminds you of something that's more modern, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's, I, I it's think not we're worth playing. Same page. Yeah. yeah, it's not worth playing now. Uh, that that's the question that comes later, Craig. This oh, was sorry. the kernel of truth. So for you, oh. this is the the a proven formula will work no matter what wrapper yeah, it's in. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, yep. For me, I'm kind of. The wrapper is super important. And, th I mean, we also came kind of to that conclusion on It Came From The Desert as well. Where it's like, yeah, if the wrapper doesn't grab you, it doesn't grab you. Um, would you rather be playing It Came From The Desert? Yes. I might agree with you there. <laughs> Which is uh, it's damning for this game then, isn't it? <laughs> pretty much is. Um, okay, so then... As you spoiled earlier, would you recommend this to somebody in 2022? Oh, totally. I was just joking earlier when I said, no, I'm like, no, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend this in the slightest. It's just a bit, uh, I, yeah. No. Blase, no, man. But, it's just, yeah. it's tofu. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I would recommend this to the person who's like, I've played Game Dev Story, I've played Game Dev Tycoon, I've played Railroad Tycoon, I need something else like this. Like, I don't know, maybe Mad TV. Uh, yeah, this would never spike a, hey, if you like video games, you should try Mad TV. So, yeah. A uh, bit of a dud this episode, but not an egregious dud. Just kind of a a wet firecracker, I guess. Yep. That's all it is. So, uh, next week, uh, hopefully we will not have a wet firecracker, because next week is going to be Top Gear for 1992. I know, yeah. Is that from the show? Yeah, that's the theme tune. Oh, I've never seen a single episode of the show, I'm sorry. Right, okay. I'm not a car man. Okay, so, if you have any thoughts on Mad TV... Or Top Gear, you can do so by hitting us up on the website at No More Sages, where we have a contact form that you can fill out with whatever you your heart desires. If you have any suggestions, you can also put them there, and we will slot them in as quick as we can. I guess until next time, Craig. Um, it's got to be something to do with Mad TV. I quit. Ah! Uh, I'm gonna go with Stay Tuned. Oh, that was good. Don't touch that dial. If you have an iPod touch, yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. This, this game was boring. <laughs>